Hello, and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair senior Hollywood writer. On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week. From the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between. A lot to discuss this week. Uh, Julie is going to recount her night at the Emmys for us, where I'm very curious to hear if she crossed paths with the now famous uh, newly engaged couple that uh, the proposal happened as we all saw on stage. Glenn and Jan. Josh is also going to recount his evening with Rihanna at Rihanna's Diamond Ball where he got very close (laughs) to the queen herself. I haven't heard an official recap um, so very excited to hear how this went. I feel like you've had a few evenings with Rihanna. This was not the first. No, this is not the first. And won't be the last. We're also going to discuss Megan's first solo project as a royal. I love how first solo project, <laughs> the way I wrote that makes it sound like she did like a crafts prod, like a first graders crafts project or something. I was thinking it at, like she was in Destiny's Child and this was like her first solo album. So oh, her first solo album. That's better. That's funny. But let's talk about the most recent thing first or something like that, which is the Emmys. Julie was back. We've talked about this a few times, the setup with the reporters in the press room where the winners come back. I guess, does everyone come back? Only some people come back? What percentage? I think they have the option of kind of bowing out. Um, but mm. I think all the winners came back. There's this really weird kind of depressing winner's walk (laughs) (laughs) with like little signage where winners walk obviously after they win their Emmy they kind of collect their statue um, and then they follow this again really depressing signage to the saddest buffet that's like reserved strictly for winners. But can you imagine just how? Wait, so the, the, the press isn't allowed to bring up a plate? No, we have our own separate sad buffet. <laughs> but can you just imagine like the high of winning an Emmy and just how fast <laughs> that high wears off the second you see that catering tray of like dry chicken? And no doubt the like 30 bleary-eyed journalist faces in the right standing in front of right, them. Right, right. So after after they have the option of hitting up the buffet, there's like a little makeup touch-up section and then the press room where it is just 40 journalists who are not excited by any celebrity walking in front of them at all. Like, don't even bother to look up from their laptops. Um, I think... Tiffany Haddish came back and was just horrified. She kind of had a funny riff about, like, if we were in a comedy club, she would go off on all of us for not paying attention. Like, she's never encountered human beings as rude as we were. I loved that you tweeted that quote, and I I thought that was really funny. Because I feel like that was, I feel like that's, like, the unspoken kind of weirdness of those events. And I love that she just cut through that and was like, this is so bizarre how no one even looks up from their laptops at, like, Tiffany Haddish. Right, and everybody's there kind of to file the biggest news items so like the winners like john mulaney which hilarious guy but not going to get a ton of clicks like he came back and there wasn't a single question from the reporters he was just like okay are you guys all writing about the proposal i don't blame you 
Who would you say generated the most buzz among the reporter crew? Henry Winkler. I was astounded. Got like a standing ovation from press. And also I think that kind of speaks to the demographic <laughs> in the press room. Um, he got, he, I'm trying to think of who else. And then people were just delighted by Glenn and Jan. Of course, the only people who speak to press are the winners, but um, somehow they convinced Jan to get up there on stage. Wait, so she she spoke to the press? Yes, she fielded questions. What sort of questions are people asking them? In case any of you didn't see, basically, really quickly. I would love to do an interview with a person who hasn't seen this proposal yet, but Glenn Weiss won for directing i guess some sort of what was the category even the oscars i think yes oh. yes oh um i forget like best directing of a special or something so he got up there on stage and he's doing his acceptance speech and then he kind of mentions his his girlfriend jan he says he doesn't like calling her his girlfriend and then he just proposes to her and i think josh how would you have reacted because i think i would have crawled into like i would have burrowed a hole out of that i think we're similar in that both of us would have been borderline horrified i mean we've talked at length i feel like anything that's like this reminds me of like a flash mob kind of vibe like i'm just not i don't like a surprise public obviously you got I, i mean he felt confident that she would be excited by this glenn knows jan better than i but I feel as if, I don't know, just to have that happen on live TV like that. I know. I, Glenn would have had to have like an EMT on hand for us if that. I would have like cowered like the way um like Chrissy Teigen did when they tried to cut to her at one exactly. point during the show where she didn't want to be seen. I also felt though like Jan was ready because she like bounced to the stage. She seemed fully prepared. So I almost felt like maybe... Do you think they had discussed it? That's what we asked. Because and, and they she was no, just obviously. so... It was like someone was directing her in her ear. She just walked up to the stage. It was, it was like a movie moment. She, yeah. she said she had no idea. She was beyond shocked. Glenn said he hadn't told anyone aside from his father. And he hadn't told production. Given that he's a director... Like, reporters didn't just accept that answer. Like, they Mm. had a follow-up. But he said that the Emmy director was actually nominated against him. So he didn't think it would be nice if he called this Emmy director and said, like, if I win, this is my game plan. Wait, that's so funny. I didn't realize the Emmy producers were up for an Emmy for producing the Emmys. That's so weird. It's very bizarre. So he said he kind of just trusted that uh, the Hamish... They would just go with yeah, it? would do it well. And he said he had already seen a replay. He was very happy with the coverage. And then everybody asked Jan, like, Jan, were you cool with that public display of affection? She said they actually met while working on the Tonys in 2001. She has some sort of job in Broadway. And given his job, they're like always at award shows. So she said something about it just felt right. Wow. So their romance is award ceremony studded. Right. I mean... It was really, really bizarre. 
that they were fielding questions about this. I almost felt as if they had like good, like maybe they'd just been in the showbiz world for a while, but they kind of, I felt like kept their cool. It almost as if they had like had media training or something. <laughs> I know, exactly. I feel like I would be a mess, like let alone if I had gotten through the proposal part, but like to be fielding questions in the press room after I had just gotten proposed to. I mean, I wasn't fielding questions after my own proposal from like family members after like a week. I needed a minute to just like I gather know, myself. I know. I don't know if any of this came up in the interview, but like I think maybe it was TMZ even. There's like the kind of not um like not second day story. What do you call it? Because apparently Glenn has a 21 and 18 year old daughter, two daughters. Oh, this was they, covered in the interview. <laughs> and they didn't know it was going to be happening. I guess as you said, the only person that knew was um what do you say his father yes his father and also someone in the press asked if he they had spoken to family members yet and they said no as they're taking questions from us something about it just seemed very very well the fact that the two daughters found out via the emmys like the rest of us is a little strange a little strange and she has three daughters so i would love to track down those daughters if you're listening for, for any reason oh my please God. call in I feel like there needs to be a, like a TV movie made about Glenn, Glenn and Jan because also there was some weird, it must have been TMZ because there was some weird allusion to that. I guess the ex, Glenn's ex-wife and him began divorce proceedings like overlapping with when Glenn and Jan purportedly started dating I or something. I can't believe we know this much about Glenn and Jan. I love it. I know. I feel like they're going to be on the cover of next week's Us Weekly or something. By the way, if we could just evoke the kind of calm that Jen ha- Jan-, <laughs> Jan had, I mean, Jen, I guess that's their couple name. Did you get the sense that people were like, like, were celebrities coming up to them? Like, because I mean, during the actual proposal, I feel like we, they kept cutting to like Claire Foy crying and like, you know, Sterling K. Brown was crying or like, you know. I'm sure. I'm sure celebrities were going up to them. I feel like the energy of the whole night was kind of a little off. And then I feel as if that proposal really became this like water cooler moment that Emmys were in desperate need of. Right. I feel like we should note that Glenn is definitely going through something. His mother died like two weeks ago so that's still fresh mm, mm. just a little footnote there were the reporters excited to talk to them you know my good reporter pool with our horrible buffet they were like not having it they were so skeptical they thought something was up and they asked glenn like four times whether he had planned this they were just not accepting his answer they were just not i love that the reporters are always going to be kind of skeptical and like they, they can't just enjoy the like joy, the unbridled joy of the of marriage proposal. It is such a cast of characters back there. Did anyone ask? Did anyone ask what he would have done if he didn't win? Yes, he said he didn't have a plan B. Huh? Jan said that was her first question after they got off stage. He said he didn't have a plan B. Like this kind of just took shape. But he had the ring. He had the well, ring. Obviously. He had the ring. He said it was more valuable to him than the Hope Diamond. <laughs> What about then his Emmy? I know, he made no mention of the Emmy. <laughs> Wasn't there that old elderly woman who you've mentioned a few times who's always back there? Auntie Mame. She must be 120 years old. She excuses herself to, like, file <laughs> stories over a landline. Was she there again for the Emmy? Of course she turned out. <laughs> RuPaul acknowledged her. He said she was a legend in the industry, in the business. Really? Oh, so people know her, or like she has a, like a reputation. I mean, I don't know if the reputation is like... 
what it's for, but she was there. Did a royal adjacent question, would it Claire Fo- how was Claire Foy? You know what? She didn't come back. Now that you oh. mention it. Why do you, well, that's interesting. Is it because she was towards the end of the show? Like, did Matthew Reese come back? Matthew Reese came back. He was lovely. He seems very likable. Even I've never seen that show. Yeah, no, he he was lovely. Claire Foy, no. I I have a coworker, Joy, who was in the audience. She said that after Claire won, she and Matt Smith tried to get a drink from the bar, and the bar refused oh. to serve them. Because the, the, bar rec- the bartender didn't recognize them? Right, I guess. I mean, she just won an Emmy. She's the queen. That's wild. Wow, wow. It sounds like you had quite the night. I mean, it was a journey just reliving that. Did you go to any of the... You went to the Vanity Fair party. Did you hit up any of the other Emmy-related events this weekend? Absolutely not. And it was a delight. Had you been there, I would have gone. But I enjoyed my couch. No Big Little Lies this year. I feel yes. like just... It I would have gone out. The pallor on the whole weekend. You know my my slogan or whatever. If Nicole Kidman is staying home, I am too. Or <laughs> I don't know what it is. Josh, let's get to the diamond ball. Uh, yeah, let's get to the diamond ball. Indeed. Um, Nicole Kidman was not there, but I still attended. I had never been to a diamond ball before. It's basically Rihanna's charity event for uh, the Clara Lionel Foundation, which is named after her grandparents. It is for a very good cause. It's for like kind of children, all different communities that are in sort of like areas of poverty. This year, there's a special focus on like disaster relief, emergency relief and emergency response efforts. Oh my gosh, I feel like Rihanna should hire you to do work on behalf of her organization, the way you just pitched that and explained it. So I wouldn't necessarily have done the red carpet for such an event i usually would just go to the event but the publicists let us know that rihanna would be walking and giving interviews so that to me was enough to get my red carpet reporter hat out of retirement um so i decided i would kind of check out the carpet before going into the actual event and it was worth it i'll tell you because there were a number of good kind of big names there. Tiffany Haddish, another Julie Meek. I love when there's a connection between our two events of the week. Like, what was it, Martha Stewart last week or something? Tiffany Haddish was there and she stopped to do interviews. She was with her stylist and like talking about how she's like really into fashion now. Issa Rae was the host of the night. So she kind of talked to different reporters. Paris Hilton stopped for like 15 minutes to talk to anyone who was kind of excited to talk to her, which is almost everyone there. Oh, and you took a fabulous, fabulous photo with Paris. Oh, yeah. Um, That actually came much later. But yes. Anyway, so then like the event was supposed to start at 730. Rihanna has not arrived. And then it's 830. Rihanna still hasn't arrived. I love that this is for her own event. Yes. For her own event. And then this bodyguard behind us who kind of like had all these tips he he comes over to me he's like did you hear justin bieber and Haley just got their marriage license i was like i love this like celebrity attuned bodyguard guy and he gave us the heads up that rihanna had just left her hotel and it was close he predicted she was gonna arrive at nine like almost at 7 30 and he was completely right she showed up like right at nine who is the secure security guard prognosticator like i i told him i wanted to interview him i was like you have amazing intel you have these great predictions he was telling me like who's nice who's not like i forget i forget i wish i remembered there was one uh rapper who stopped to talk to like buzzfeed 
And he turned to me and was like, wow, he never stops to talk to anyone. Like he had all this like insider info. Basically, Rihanna, obviously everyone's just waiting for Rihanna. So usually these things, it kind of clears out if it's, you know, the events you know about to start, but everyone was just waiting. And then she showed up looking insanely stunning. Like it was even better than you could imagine. It was like this lace white, I don't know if you saw photos of it, Julie, but kind of this like lace white dress with like a giant oversized bow on the bodice kind of that kind of covered the whole like dress. And she like posed for a long time. Then she, you know, talked to the different TV reporters and then she came to the press pool area. So if uh, those who aren't as familiar with the red carpet setup, usually it's like the photographers take their photo, then the like extracts as Hollywood, like the t- E! News, the TV crews get their turn. And then usually the print web uh, mass is in the back. And so Rihanna kind of came over to our area. And obviously at this point, we're like an hour and a half after the scheduled start of the gala. But she was very, so sweet. She answered like a bunch of questions, maybe like six or seven, which is more than you might expect for, you know, Rihanna at one of these things. And then maybe I'll post this on the In the Limelight account. Please. um, Because then the BuzzFeed reporter, who was amazing, really high energy, she asked Rihanna after she answered questions if she would take a group selfie with all the print reporters. And I was like, there's no way I'm getting in this. It was like too many people. It like seemed crazy. But Rihanna was totally game. And she posed. And then my friend who works at The Hollywood Reporter was like kind of trying to get me in. And I was like, eh. and I like, there was too many people. So my face isn't in the selfie. The selfie was taken. There's maybe like eight faces in it with Rihanna. But I'll fast forward a little bit of a jumping. My ahead. jaw is uh, on the ground. Okay, go on. <laughs> the next, the next, this is like Josh, the Josh version of a, I don't know, like a slow burns or cereal or something. Anyway, then the next day I'm looking at Getty images because I was trying to look for through photos of the event because I was writing up my report of the night. And I see that one of the, you know, assigned photographers for the event for Getty, which is, you know, the major service took a photo of the selfie being taken. So it's like a photo of all of us posing and I would say, other than Rihanna's face, mine is the most visible. And it Wait, is such... <laughs> how, is this, how have you not posted this? I, I'm well, looking up getting know. images right it's, now. It's going to require heavy caption work because it's sort of... To explain confusing. what's happening? Yeah, it's like... I mean, Rihanna looks amazing. Then you see the group of people taking the selfie that the BuzzFeed reporter is holding. And then you see me craning in, but I'm so tall compared to everyone else that my head sort of like rises above the other reporters. So you kind of only see me and Rihanna, but we're looking at the same phone, this BuzzFeed reporter's phone. So it's kind of amazing to have a photo where we're looking at the same phone. Oh my God. I'll text it to you right now and, and we'll get... Please, uh, please. I, we'll get how Julie's have you live not commentary. told me about this? Because I knew we talked about it on the podcast. Wow, Julie feels like I, I feel like I Julie's feel legitimately like betrayed or something that this happened. That there is photographic evidence. Evidence. Oh my gosh! Julie, check your phone. I feel like I may have built it up too much, but I feel like I described it pretty accurately. What you're hearing right now is the stunned silence again that you haven't shown this to me sooner your description didn't even do this justice rihanna is yeah julie add add in is there anything else to describe yes yes there is okay rihanna is doing 
like a cool peace finger like totally arrived for this moment she had the exact pose she was going to give for this journalist selfie shout out to all these reporters who look incredible in their like attire here I'm still trying to wrap my mind around what Rihanna's wearing she looks like a gift wrapped lace package she has this giant bow like across her front and I don't know how she's working it but she's working it and yes the only other full face you can see is Josh's and they are staring at the same camera um I feel like the geometry of it is confusing (laughs) it's like we kind of all look like we're we're all obviously looking at the same phone, but it looks almost like we look far apart in a weird way. You're so overthinking this. Like, just the station you are in life where you have this photo of yourself with Rihanna and you're like, this is too complicated to explain to caption. Like, you should just be shot into, like, the universe. I don't know. You really need to. I can't believe this. In my mind, I'm picturing that this guy kind of holding up a light for everybody is the security guard the gabby security guard that is him he's so sweet i love what him. is he even doing right there is he just holding up is he just Wait, holding i can't tell if he's light? holding a light or is he recording it with a video in my mind he's like you know what they need this light and he was just there for you guys also it's so funny i'll also send you later because i can't find it readily i i have in my possession the actual selfie that this girl took and it's kind of blurry kind of like challenging to figure it out my face is not in it um and i feel like it's so funny because this is a great like the getty guy took a great photo because rihanna looks amazing you have to admit that if i didn't give the full context and i just had sent you the photo without it it could have been confusing i mean but who cares it's you and rihanna it's me and rihanna is sharing photos let them scratch their heads please okay (laughs) wow scratch their heads the let them eat cake of (laughs) in the limelight but so, I mean, it's all going to go downhill from that tale. But basically, that's the preamble. Wait, and what did Rihanna so, say? What was the most, like, surprising revelation? Oh, the most interesting answer she gave, I think it was it was pretty rapid fire. So, it was a little bit of, like, a whirlwind. Thank God I was recording it all. Um, but one of the kind of, the most notable news item that came from the night actually came from that little question pool where she, um, they someone asked what her next pursuit will be now that she's conquered the beauty world, the fashion world, obviously music, movies. Um, and she said, she's like, should I tell you guys? And then everyone shouted like, yes, tell us. And then she said, like we were in the palm of her hand, obviously. And then she was like, uh, a f- she's like, I'm thinking furniture. So she revealed that furniture is on her mind. It's the potentially a Rihanna furniture line in the near future. Julie, how do you feel about? It? Would you buy a Rihanna coffee table? I think I think I couldn't pull off a Rihanna coffee table. I think. <laughs> yeah, you could. I feel like it would. I, I do feel like I can't. It's hard to picture because all her stuff is just obviously so. Um, insanely cool that like a furniture does not seem like a particularly hip space to be working in but I'm sure she'll find a way to make it work. I just can't believe that Rihanna showed up so late to her own event yet somehow delivered more than anyone expected she could. Oh no she was she was fantastic she's so like positive and fun so then the event we all get into the event they took our phones away when we walked in it was like the Met Ball 
And, but it was so worth it. We were all on our high from having interacted with her. Everyone's phone was taken away, even the celebrities that we were told. So they gave you those little like pouches. So for the first two hours, it was a little strange because I didn't have my phone. The actual event was pretty awesome. Issa Rae was a phenomenal host. Rihanna gave a speech. Um, she, Rihanna had a hand in designing the layout. And I've been to a number of events at Cipriani, as longtime listeners know. And this was the by far the most glam and cool Cipriani has ever looked. They had this beautiful like white carpet. Um, everything was like delicious. It was like the best food I've had there. Um, there was like a Fenty Beauty pop-up shop if you wanted to get your makeup done. There was like a kind of clothes pop-up for her fashion line. Um, it was phenomenal. Then there was a live auction, which uh, a Christie's auctioneer named Lydia Fennett was the auctioneer. And she had Seth Meyers as her junior auctioneer. So they kind of tag-teamed the auction. Um, <clears throat> and the highlight of the auction was uh, they had some Chopard uh, diamond earrings, I guess. Um, and Tiffany Haddish ended up winning them for $75,000. Girl, get it. <laughs> and wow. she was jumping. She jumped up and did like her kind of trademark dance when she won them. But it was so dark. It was actually kind of frustrating that Tiff, uh, Lydia and Seth Meyers didn't realize it was Tiffany who had won them. They couldn't see because I feel like they would have had fun with that. Um, and then... Uh, the other items, some of the items went for, there was something that went for 260000 It was like a trip to France or something. Um, or Costa Rica was one of the trips. Um, so that raised money for that foundation. And then the night concluded with Childish Gambino performing. And uh, he came out shirtless in pants. Uh, Donald Glover, obviously, is a, you know artist name, Childish Gambino. Um, and Rihanna was living for this performance. It was hard to even focus on him because Rihanna was right up in the front singing along to every song, dancing. Um, and I was trying to imagine what it would be like as a performer to have Rihanna just right up in the front, just like feeling the music and swaying and lip syncing to all your songs. Um, it kind of is insane. Um, but, and Tiffany Haddish was loving life too, because her old roommate was the keyboard player. Um, so, so she was shout, she was up at the front shouting at her roommate to like say hi. How did you even know this? I was with two other reporters and we were standing near Tiffany by chance. And then we talked to her for a bit and she told us. And then Donald realized that it was Tiffany up in the front and then like asked her what was going on. And she explained to him that she, her dear friend was the keyboard player. It was it was an amazing night, really special. And then Emmys, who I know this is the event. And then we decamped to the after party, where I ended up in a banquet next to Paris Hilton, and that was a kind of, I, as if the night couldn't reach starrier heights. And she, we t obviously we had to take some photos because it was Paris Hilton. And she takes out sunglasses that she just had on hand because I was bemoaning the fact that I didn't have some sunglasses to wear. So 
You heard it here first. If you're going out to the nightclub. Wait, 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 wait. How did you end up in a banquet with Paris Hilton? The way you said that so casually. One over from her, to clarify, but yeah, very close. I don't know. It was I was it was the Rihanna energy that was just kind of lingering, I suppose. You know, she's so fun, so like funny. I really enjoyed talking to her. Right, because her persona is so ditzy. I feel like I've encountered her at a party before and I was she's very quick and with it and Yeah. She's really, really she was a great person to see and hang with. All right. Well that was our two big events. I feel like that's almost like how can we even talk about anything else after hearing about Glenn and Jan and then you know, the whole Rihanna saga. But I do feel like this Megan item is important to discuss. A number of you sent this to us. I can't believe I you let me blather on about like Glenn and Jan when you had this Rihanna just chronicle odyssey in your back pocket it was something i feel like i can't even look at the photo because it makes me almost like it's like too much to handle but i will i will i feel like after discussing it this length we have to i want to commission like a oil painting of it okay uh okay megan so her first solo project so basically they announced on monday that she is going to be they're going to be launching a cookbook called Together, which celebrates the power of cooking to strengthen communities and bring people together. Megan conceived of this idea when she was meeting with uh, women whose communities were affected by the Grenfell Tower fire, which killed 72 people in June in 2017. She, I guess, uh, wrote the foreword for the cookbook. And there's going to be a party Thursday night. So when you're listening to this, uh, it may have happened already. But they also released a video where you see her meeting with some of the victims. And she says, uh, as I was settling into my new home of London, I met a group of women whose community had been affected by the Grenfell fire. And so for two days every week, these women were able to cook and share their delicious recipes together. Julie, kind of wild that she was able to pull off the production of a whole cookbook in, I guess, like a few months. I thought this was, I have to be honest, and like, you know, this was a impressive first unveiling i thought for her kind of solo royal career right but i love that it definitely has the megan stamp i think you and i were both worried like we're her close friends that she would somehow lose herself in the huge royal machine but i love that her first project is very megan and i wrote this in the thing i in the script i'm getting very strong tig vibes from all of this like there's they they release all these photos of her kind of you know holding two plates of food and like stirring something yes i know it looks like almost very gwyneth yes framing. it has a very but but i agree with you that i enjoyed that this felt different like i can't remember kate or harry or william doing something quite like this and the idea that she i read i read in one of the reports that she kind of used one of her publishing world connections to get the book like in motion so i feel like it's kind of a good example of her using her past to i don't know move things into a kind of more modern direction or something with the royal family absolutely i know this makes me very excited for the future like what else is she going to do how is she going to follow this up i also thought it was interesting that her celebrity friends like snapped to action like immediately after it was announced serena williams priyanka chopra abigail spencer in the limelight fave janina gavankar they all like immediately it was as if i'm i know megan i'm sure she sent them like social copy 
and like Instagram ready crops because Serena Williams immediately posted like a three slide slideshow and like that that was organized. Like Megan no- knew that this was the way to get the word out there. I kind of feel like she had a group text going with her girls like okay, like now you guys can finally post this. Uh, Jessica Mulroney, like they all immediately did it. And they all did it in their own spin, writing these like personal messages. So it was like she got her street team out there, you know? Right. Quick sidebar. I watched Serena Williams's HBO docu-series and there's like a quick little scene of her and her uh, husband, Alex, getting ready for Megan's wedding. Oh, really? Do they as they, do they say anything about Megan? She's just like, I'm just so happy for her, like a duchess now. But she's very careful not to like say too much. But I kind of am living for their friendship. I'm all about this friendship. Me too. I also think it's interesting that None of these people commented on her until this cookbook. Like, none of them have posted stuff about her. None of them did, like, happy birthday posts. Or maybe one or two did. But, like, it kind of feels like this was, like, all very organized. Which I think just shows that Megan has it together. Boy, does she have it together. Josh, what do you think Kate Middleton's, like, reaction to this is? Well, we're, we're going to couple this with the next item. And then we'll talk about Kate because I have some thoughts. Meanwhile, the other big Megan news was yesterday, the, there's a documentary about, it's called Queen of the World. It will be airing on HBO on October 1st. I'm really in pitch man mode today, I feel like. I know. And it's, it's, it's going to be airing in, the, in uh, the UK on September 25th, so earlier. But they released like a trailer for it. It's like a 30 second clip set to um, Vanessa Carlton, a thousand miles, which is like such a funny choice of music for the backing track for this trailer. And Kate is not, I think if she's seen at all, it's like for in a quick glimpse, but she does not speak in the trailer. Megan though is seen in this trailer examining her the veil of her wedding dress, which really confused me because it, I thought this was about the queen, and then I went back and I queen guess it's of more the about world. the com. It's more about the Commonwealth, so it's kind of like about all of them, I guess. Apparently, it was filmed a few months after the wedding, but it's confusing because she's wearing in the clip the same outfit she wore the night before the royal wedding or the day before, so people at first thought maybe this was like footage of her from the day before her wedding but i guess it's actually from later on it almost makes it seem like megan's the star of the film and then people ran a story right before we were about to record this podcast called which inadvertently is showing up in the script in 48 size font which i think is appropriate (laughs) why kate middleton doesn't have a cameo in the queen's new documentary and Meghan markle does like they are just going hard on the drama here which i love and the answer is really not even it's not even really explained that well they kind of people just kind of says The royal mom of three was on maternity leave after the birth of Prince Louis in April when a lot of the filming was conducted. And then they say, with the Commonwealth being the theme of the documentary, she simply wasn't taking part in functions with the family at that time. Kate was largely out of action during the main filming, an insider with the documentary says. 
And then they kind of say, but don't despair. She's seen just not speaking directly to the camera or in conversation as Megan, Harry, and William are. What's that even mean? So they're like... Like like glimpses of her not speaking. And then there is film of events and receptions which she attended. So you do see her, the insider adds. So they're like, where's Waldo size? Like, this is like the most dramatic Kate-Megan thing I feel like that's happened like yet. If I were Kate, I would be a little bit... Uh, because there's already a, these rumors of, you know, the queen being unhappy with William and Kate's kind of... Like, lack of events. Very relaxed schedule, yes. I just thought it was very interesting that in this kind of, like, big showy documentary that's going to air on HBO here, like, Kate isn't going to be speaking in it. This is very bizarre. They couldn't have banged some footage from before the maternity leave. Like, I don't know. Right? I, I almost feel like she needs to do something after this documentary comes out to like reclaim center stage here. And also, and like, and not only is she not in it, but then they have Megan looking at her wedding veil, like the the clip that's going to launch a thousand blog posts. Like, exactly. You know, it's kind of crazy. Anyway. I am very curious. We're obviously going to watch this. Maybe we should even do like a live tweeting of it. Yes, let's do that. But I think this double, the cookbook combined with the documentary, it's an interesting big week for Megan. Let's let's leave it at that. Huge week for Megan. Let's definitely live tweet this. That sounds like fun. And I feel like we're going to need to really pull together our resources to find those few Kate glimpses. Also, like, I love that this article makes such, like, they have a source that's telling people don't worry, Kate's in it, but doesn't speak? Like, how odd. Right. Also, how would that make us feel better that she's in it, but she doesn't speak? I don't know. They couldn't have, like, tossed, uh, you know, like, one sort of, like, on-the-ground reporter to, like, ask her one question when she's, like, seen on camera. Right. Wow. Oof. Well, what a, what a journey of an episode. That was... Yeah, I really feel like we 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 hit some all different topics, all different corners of the world. I think that does it for this week's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please let us know what you think of all topics above. Rate review on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. And now you can leave us a voicemail full of tips. Yes, please. Please, we love hearing your feedback, your insight, your hot little sightings. Hot little sightings. Who am I? <laughs> okay, the number is 347-790-0966. Also, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at In the Limelight. You can also follow us individually. I'm at Julie W. Miller. And I'm Jay Duboff. We're also on Instagram at In the Limelight Pod. This episode was edited and produced by Daniel Roth. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. And until then, no, no bad, bad energy. energy.